back with the Afterwatch. We're watching ReZero, Season 1, Episode 11, Rem. I'm Tim. I'm Brian. Or should I have said Rem Rem? Or something like that. Oh, you know, one right. of the little nicknames. Yeah, one they of the cute little names that he has. They haven't done that, but it, it got it got serious. It got touching. It so got serious, it got she touching. Went back to Rem. Yeah, is it is it uh is it this episode where everyone fell in love with Rem? I don't know if you know this, but this is like she's by far the biggest, most popular character of this anime. Uh, I could see why now. At first, when they first showed up, and I think I briefly mentioned it last episode, I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, they're made girls, so I kind of get it. And I was still, you know, rooting for Felt. And I was like, yeah, Felt, okay. Felt, Felt did stuff. Felt was cool. And then the demon stuff started happening. I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of see it. And now this one, you have the cool demon side, and now you have the touching side, learn more about her. And I can definitely see why she's yeah. like the, yeah. Yeah, I was actually checking um, just like rankings like lately this year. And she's still double Amelia, who's the next person on the on the ranks as far as uh, like most popular characters. I'm so, surprised that Amelia's number two. I was hoping there'd be like someone else because so there far, are other people. Good, there are other good. people on there that you haven't met yet that are high up. Good, but Amelia is still up there. Um, I th I think it never loses that focus, but there's a heavy rem focus. I don't even. I've read that the author actually didn't realize how popular she would be. Like hmm. he knew she'd be somewhat popular based on the storyline, but didn't realize how big of a thing she would be. And I think that's just how these things work. Sometimes they just creations take a life of their own. Yeah, it's kind of like memes. You never know which one's going to be. <laughs> which <laughs> what, one's going to hit. Yeah. What dumb thing is going to be the next obsession for the week? Or, well, I don't know if it's the week because this is going on many years strong. Oh, it's kind of this. Huh? Oh, for, for this case, I didn't mean, I meant for the, like the memes. Oh, of course, thing. for but, the memes, yeah. But I, but I agree with you. I think that's kind of maybe a fun, it's an interesting challenge probably for the author because mm -hmm. it's like you can't really super plan ahead, right? It's like no. maybe, maybe some of the storylines have already been written and you kind of know where it's going and then you suddenly find out, oh, this character that was smaller uh, in role, maybe they wrote more in after because mm -hmm. of that, which which is cool. It's kind of like... I feel like that's that happens with uh, certain franchises where they go, oh, this is the one. Okay, we need to like point things more towards this person. Yeah, I think that's probably healthy for it. Like there's a reason you, to do you're that. You're kind of giving the fans what they want. I know that with My Hero Academia, uh, Bakugo is by far the biggest character, has been since I think year one. Every year they do a they do a results thing, you know, one of these things, both in Japan and internationally. Bakugo is always like by far uh the number one and it's really funny in that case i don't think the creator horikoshi even knew that was going to happen he he actually thinks that <laughs> bakugo is kind of a pain but i, I don't know bakugo is my favorite and i agree is a kind of a pain <laughs> <laughs> so i could see why it's it's it reminds me of the famous iron man story where i guess his character was originally written to just be awful right just to be a mean dick sort of person and yeah people started liking him and it it also reminds me of what was that uh, manga and anime? It's like Baku Baku Man or something. Huh. It, it was the one about writing. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I think it's a shonen. Anyway, the the story is it's about people that want to draw manga and and do that, and they want to make anime and all that. So it's about how they come up with their stories, how they flesh out the plot lines and the characters, and it talks about those surveys that are very important. Like which ones are doing well? Are they going to get into Shonen Jump or whatever magazines they're trying to get into? Uh, which characters are pulling? Are, you know, are they pulling above other characters? So I thought that's kind of cool that you brought that up. So yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, you can find this stuff out 
pretty readily on on the internet, like uh, which characters, especially with big franchises like this one. Anyway, before we get into the episode, though, I do have to remind you guys, subscribe if you haven't already. If you have any uh, questions, comments, things you'd like us to talk about here on the show, we'll probably do a question show just uh, based on what you guys want us to talk about. Uh, write in fictionalquestions at gmail.com. Also, if you have any comments or want to give us a good review over there on Apple Podcasts or Audible, we'd appreciate that. Okay, so this episode starts in with flashbacks. We actually get some of these answers, right? Yeah, I was uh, I was excited to figure out more about it because I've just been guessing the whole time. <laughs> you have been guessing, and it's not exactly like that story that we heard. You know, it doesn't follow those those lines. I know that a lot of times when you've been like trying to figure it out in your head, you've been bringing it up and comparing it to that, you know, whatever red, blue, Oni ogre story that they talked about a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I put uh, way too much weight. It turns out on mm -hmm. that story. I think it was, yeah. it was cool to like push the, the audience and, and me in that direction. Uh -huh. So it's kind of like, ah, it's not, a, it wasn't too much of a surprise that they were demons, but it was cool that they were. But uh -huh. then everything else around it, I kind of forgot about the story this time, about that particular story. Well, because it doesn't really figure as much. Like, the reality is a lot crazier, maybe? Yeah, maybe it's just, it was a lot of big things going on. And it was directly telling you what was happening. So mm -hmm. maybe uh, I didn't really jump to, oh, is this match up with the story? It would be a good retrospective, maybe. I'll think about it. Well, I don't know. Point. We can talk, let's talk through the story. So it starts out with the twins being born and someone saying that, this is an abomination, that kind of thing. You know, you can't have twins because they don't have the two horns. And right. so for purity's sake, they have to get rid of these uh, these demon kids. And they don't go ahead with the killing, I guess, because all of a sudden Rom is a prodigy. She starts manifesting all this wind power. And so it stops them. And we see as they're growing up that she's super powerful. She's able to use the wind powers grab water and water their crops and all kinds of stuff like that yeah yeah she kind of gets saved because she's kind of the chosen one no, mm -hmm. not, it's not one the of chosen, those but but you know but yeah extra strong mm -hmm. um, and you know she only has the one horn so already they're putting i mean i guess there's some blame on rem or at least she feels it that if she hadn't taken the other horn that rom would have been more powerful and a bigger deal yeah there's a lot of uh, mm -hmm. thoughts that i think rem shouldn't have <laughs> and just it's it's interesting because there's a lot of human but there's a lot of emotion that you can really relate to right um with trying to measure up i guess this is kind of like one step after this part of the story because you, you see this really good but it, how much it plays on on rem of oh it's my fault or rem feels well, she needs to f live up to what ram is there's high they, they literally say like they expect great things from her right, right? And Rem is just feeling less than because she's trying to use the wind power. She's just not as good. Mm -hmm. uh, Rom, I mean, just tells her to be herself. Just do what you, you know, be true to who you are and just try to do something else. Don't try to imitate uh, her. But, you know, she's caught up in wanting to be, you know, get the same kind of attention and, and figure out what makes people gravitate towards Rom, of course. Yep. And I feel if she things would have may have played out different if Rem took Rom's advice mm -hmm. to be more herself. Then a Maybe. lot, of, a lot of this uh, 
internal struggle that Rem has probably would have been. But it's hard to it's hard to do that. Even when people tell you that it's hard to when you're faced. I mean, we saw how she felt about herself mm-hmm. that one moment when uh, she uh, it looks like the crowds of people are all around her telling her that she's she'll never be as good as her sister and it's her fault and all this kind of stuff. And obviously it's all in her head. She's mm-hmm. making it up. But, but this is but I, I think it's partially not. So you, you bring up a good point that even if her sister tells her that and she knows that that's how she should be, she mm-hmm. should follow herself and not worry so much. The culture there is so strong. They are about to kill the kids because of culture, because of mm-hmm. what they think should happen. And I think that definitely gets pushed by everybody else onto her. So mm-hmm. she might be uh, exacerbating it in her mind to the point of like, you know, manifesting her internal demon sort of thing. Right. But, but it definitely is coming not just from her. She definitely is feeling that pressure, I think, from the society and from the town. Right. Even when she gets in trouble, the parents are like, we're glad that you're both safe. You know, it's never just about her. Mm-hmm. She even tries after giving up on the, the whole power thing. She tries to make dinner by herself. She goes out hunting and gets attacked by this fire monster. And Rom has to save her then. So a lot of the food that she was trying to pull gets ruined. She still yeah. makes really good potatoes, those steamed potatoes. Yeah, come back. I, I felt really bad. Uh, but it was a good a good idea for Rem to like try to focus on something else and try to you know mm-hmm. see what she can do. And uh, I think it slowly becomes a from good coping goes to bad because she tries to just be the best at everything. But uh, yeah, that happens in a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, so she makes steamed potatoes. And I guess even Rom is saying that they're really good. The family agrees. Um, so we see the steamed potatoes come back again because remember that Rom actually gave Subaru one, <laughs> what oh, shoved it in his mouth. That's right. Oh, that's a good callback. But not only that, there's another callback here where she's having the nightmares and her sister holds her hand and it cures the nightmare. Yeah, that is cute. Oh, that one I did notice a little bit that like they tend to do that for Subaru when he's mm-hmm. you know, feeling bad and they don't know what to do. So that, that, I thought that they was hold the hand and it cures his uh, whatever he's was going on in his head. But that all, you know, it's it all comes to a halt when uh, she wakes up. Rem wakes up one night and um, in the middle of the night and everything's on fire. The whole village is burning. Everyone's dying. You see these almost cult like figures uh, going around killing people. But then they start dying when Rom is attacking them with her wind slicing ability. We see a lot of that going on. She's just obliterating all these people. Yeah, she's really strong for, yeah. I'm assuming, very young. I also thought for for a second before I saw the demon clan-y type people that it was Ram just, I don't know, maybe too much power was trying something new and oh. just burned the village down. Oh, like you didn't see her side of the story. So who knows what she was feeling? Yeah, well, at the moment, it was like, well, she's super strong. She's a prodigy, but she still has to learn. And then maybe like, oh, something, the bad side of ha- of her being extra strong, maybe. But it, it quickly right. was like, oh, no, they, they're being attacked. It was, it was a different thing. She basically saves her sister from one attack, but then gets, uh, what, one of the cult member or whatever comes in and slices off her horn and it goes flying. Yeah. And then does Ram smile a little bit and says finally it fell off or was that rem that's i thought it was ram at first oh. I was like, oh wow rams kind of smiled and was happy that it was maybe she didn't have the burden anymore. yeah I, I actually i don't know i just saw smile so uh, who was that yeah my first guess for some reason i felt like oh it was it was ram but I... because rem's telling the story that's what i thought too hmm. so that was almost like a selfish like oh finally 
she doesn't have the same power. Finally, it won't be so uneven. Oh, I thought it was the other way. Wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> Which one did you say? You, you say I just way. said you think Rem. You think it's Rem. Rem's telling the story. Right. For some reason, I thought it was Rem. So I, th- I think it's interesting either way, because like you said, it is. Rem, it would be a selfish way. And then Ram, I thought it was more of a, a relief because she also had high expectations that we didn't see that side. But you're right. Mm. It is much more from the perspective of Rem. So it makes more sense that mm-hmm. it would be Rem's feeling. But I, yeah, that smile was like, oh, man, that's quite a lot. It's it's telling. But then you see that they're taken to the mansion. We actually I think you see Roswell grab Rom up and take them away. And we see them get taken to the mansion, dressed up as maids. And uh, but it ends up Rem is doing what she thinks the sister would have done if the sister still had all her powers intact. And uh, that part, I mean, she's probably kind of true. I mean, they, the sisters uh, look out for each other. Ram mm-hmm. did care. Ram cares for Ram and Ram cares for Ram. So I think that part's true. But she just goes way overboard. And that's where I think the, like the guilt starts. She already felt bad. Not yeah. keeping up with her sister and now she's putting it on herself and this part might be unintentional before it was like the town telling her so mm-hmm. now she's carrying these feelings over because i don't think anybody else is telling her that right you need to replace her but it's it's just so ingrained in her it's sad it is so yeah even the sister is telling her not to overdo it other people there at the mansion are wondering why she's trying so hard but she has to make amends um and uh she even calls herself a mediocre replacement which is it just makes you feel so sad yeah and and again it feel it's it's i don't know it's like real issues that people kind of i think it yeah, resonates and why she's so popular it's the same thing if very you ever, human yeah, emotions if you have a sibling that you ever have to try to be as good at like or in, if you want to go even further is like if you play on a sports team and you're trying you're not the best but someone is better there's just always someone better there's always standard if i'm trying to learn a guitar a little bit and if mm-hmm. I, could, I could probably find a three-year-old that's playing like the hardest thing i've ever heard and be like why am i even trying and how you frame that is is, is hard for everybody right to learn to it's like okay to strive but it's not okay yeah. to be like i'm only good if i've surpassed this person like that's right a, that's a bad way to think about it and that's kind of what rem's doing like if she doesn't live up to it she's nothing and that mm-hmm. really is like hurting her uh her mentality when she should kind yeah. of like, yeah be better but you you're still enough yeah i think that um competitive people can get caught in that trap a lot of times mm. that's why it, a better way maybe to i guess if you're thinking psychologically it might be better to um what measure yourself against who you were the day before <laughs> something yeah. like that like are you progressing in the right direction yeah but no a, a lot of one. people do the other thing they you know compare themselves against someone else yeah. someone who, who they might even look up to like in this case it's her sister who she knew did everything so good yeah and in her mind it's like a good reason right Brem right suffering for this and she's like no this is the right thing to do this is what i have to do and to her it's it's the best way but it's mm-hmm. so bad so sad yeah so we cut to the current playthrough. I like that. Yeah, he, she's being carried by Subaru. Yes, so I guess it, Subaru didn't slice her in half. <laughs> well, oh, that's right, because he was coming down. But he was able... I think that the trick was, if you can knock the horn a little bit, it'll knock her out. And so that's what happened. Because yep. she's coming to, he's carrying her, and they're running away from the mob beasts. Meanwhile, like, Rom is still trying to fight and slice them up as they're coming at him, but... They can't get away fast enough. There's no way they're going to survive this. And they're already pretty, they're pretty beat up already. Both of them, what Subaru says that his right shoulder is dislocated. So this guy, he just overdoes it and he can't help but get beat up. I guess Amelia's right. 
Yeah, and uh, it also is like sparks of Rem too. As soon as Rem tried to talk about like always having to do the best thing, I thought that's a little bit like Subaru too. Subaru is kind of stuck in this purgatory of having to do the perfect playthrough feeling thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. yeah, and she starts to feel a little bad for herself, and he so <laughs> what is that super slap or something? Yeah, he and then her. headbutts her. Yeah. I was like, I thought I was expecting a slap and it'd be kind of funny, but yeah, headbutts like that's savage. Yeah, yeah. And he says he's stupid, but she's being stupid, too, because, well, yeah, so he does say that that thing about in my, you know, where I come from, three heads are better than one, or is it two, mm-hmm. you know, but I think what he's talking about is trusting and relying on those around you, not just running off into the woods and trying to kill everything on your own. And that's what she was trying to do to make amends for, I guess, him saving her in that one moment. It's kind of weird, but, you know... it's like all these people are making these grand gestures and maybe they just need to work together instead of throwing their lives away yeah that's a good way to put it because i thought it was like a little bit off what he was saying like in in general he's right right two heads are better than one or three sure you should but then he jumps to like you should rely on other people like okay that's that makes sense but yeah if you point out how many grand gestures each of them are doing individually it kind of makes sense i am surprised that my sisters have not talked any of this out for mm-hmm. as long as they've been, I'm assuming they, because there's there was some yeah. mention about like, oh, maybe it was the witch's demon. Maybe that's who attacked them. I thought they were demons. Anyway, anyway, this is a whole other thing. But Oh, who attacked the village? Yeah, because I remember them referencing that the witch is kind mm-hmm. of the reason that the demon mm-hmm. clans got screwed over. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that was the witch's people. You're going to have to put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> we'll come back eventually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's really funny, though, that he's telling Rem, Subaru is telling Rem not to make all these crazy grand gestures. And then what does he do? He's like, I'm going to do a road gesture <laughs> yeah, and it- sacrifice myself so you guys can get away. Yep. Don't don't do this. And then he just goes and does it. Yeah. I do like that he has this huge or this long way of saying it. And then Rom's just like, so you're just going to go sacrifice yourself. He's like, well, th- I mean. It sounded better when I said it, you know, (laughs) but uh, yeah, so he has a plan, though, and his plan involves that power that we saw him unlock. Yeah, he finally starts to uh, I'm glad that they they bring that back quickly because they could definitely Mm -hmm. do more things with that. Yeah. And the reason he wants to save Rem, I guess, is because she was the partner on his first date. And I don't think she even remembers this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Is like, would she even remember this? Or is she I don't talking think so. a- about another playthrough? I think he's talking about that first playthrough when they first went to the village and she smiled really big when he said she was demonically inspired. Yeah. I, okay. I thought th- I thought also that she wouldn't remember. So I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like that that reasoning. I thought there was a lot of other things that happened between them that are well, more she relevant. Well, she sees a bunch of flashbacks of what they've, you know, done in this playthrough, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it was enough. Yeah. So he runs over there towards the little dog. <laughs> oh, I, I liked that the music picked up there and it uh-huh. was like the opening that felt real cool. And uh, oh, yeah. When it plays the, the pop song. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, I wish the dog stayed little, though. That was the one thing. Oh, really? The I dog wanted gets him big. to stay small, but stay glowing and evil. All right. No, <laughs> it gets big. And uh, he does his what? Black fog <laughs> blast of whatever. Mm-hmm. And then runs through and tries to stab the dog a lot. And um, I, I guess one of the things we saw the kids putting in his pocket 
was more that fruit, right? The sensu bean. The sensu bean was it? Was that they call the, it something else? Though. Yeah, they do call it something else. But it's uh, uh, but but to restore his uh, mana. Yeah. So he takes that and he's ready to fight some more. But then, of course, <laughs> what do they call that when? Uh, Dusex Machina. Not Dusex Machina. Oh, yeah. I know what yeah. you're talking about, though. I think it's the other one. Well, it's close enough. Dusex <laughs> Machina. When, because uh, Roswell comes down and just blows everything up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steel, he kills Steels, takes the credit. Yeah, but uh, it, it worked because mm. they, he saved the day because I'm sure uh, Subaru would have died again. Yes, I don't think he was going to win. I'm glad that like he didn't one-shot him with like a half-broken sword because it felt more like on par with how dangerous it was. So, like, yeah, that was not going to be enough. No, and I guess Roswell was actually looking for them. Amelia had sent him looking for magic, so it's a good thing that Subaru used that magic. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that because the... The maid starts saying, you know, apologizing for everything, all the drama that's been going on while he was gone. But he's actually very happy that they saved the town and all that stuff. They, he says, Roswell does, that they accomplished great work in his absence. And not just the maid girls, but also uh, Subaru as well. So he's very happy about that. Yeah. And he's definitely coming off as like, oh, he seems he seems like a stand up dude mm-hmm seems seems happy with the work that made that seems appropriate for their their role right they just really want to do good at that so it's the first thing they think of uh so that's great so i was like okay he's, he seems nice uh-huh <laughs> you, you say uh-huh like uh like i might be a little off later or surprised well we'll see well let's keep going with this episode i i uh i think there's other things that happen so rem tackles subaru at this point and uh he passes out from the pain um, but when he wakes up, she's waiting there by the bed. Do you think I, I you know, I mean, even by the end of this episode, uh, he's still on Amelia. He's still all about her and he gets his date. Finally, we'll get there. But do you think that maybe there's a little bit of a connection forming here with him and Rem? Uh, I, I do think so, especially since it's been restri- it seems to be reciprocated more right now from Rem. Like Amelia laughs and is friendly towards him Mm -hmm. um and she's like oh kind of finds him entertaining almost and like sure at best you could say amelia thinks he's a nice guy but rem's like well rem actually uh, has confided in him or about to here Uh uh-huh um so there's a little bit more i think going on of a relationship building between rem and subaru yeah and why is that do you think it's because maybe amelia is really awkward with people not having grown up i guess at least rem had a sister maybe there is that or maybe just knowing her place and what she has to do as far as the royal selection goes perhaps amelia can't stand to have someone close so she kind of holds subaru you know at arm's length a little bit yeah i i like your second one there <laughs> i like that general explanation that amelia kind of knows she needs to give him an arm's length and it's more appropriate just because you know why wouldn't you she's part of the selection it's a big deal this is yeah. like a minor concern of whether or not she becomes closer friends um it also made the track like she can't just run around and spend time getting to know other people when it's like she's right. put all this effort into what is the biggest deal in the kingdom so that that, right. that is appropriate it's also been less than a week do we have i mean we've been talking about this for a while <laughs> but that first that first playthrough was what a day that's true this is like day five (laughs) (laughs) or something like that yeah exactly so uh i think it's just uh rem 
and Subaru had those brushes with death together. They fought together. Mm-hmm. And that's what brought them closer. Maybe? I don't know. Well, and and the sharing that happens like right here when they wake up. I feel like that's a okay. big thing for her. But Well, yeah, let's get into that then. So she's there and they're talking about how the curses were moved. Um, and uh, Roswell killed all the beasts. Mm-hmm. That's why. And um, Oh, but, I completely but, forgot they were doing it because of the curses. But, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's why Rem went into the woods to kill all the mob beasts. Yeah. At, at some point, it's just like they're just trying to survive against the mob beasts. Right, exactly. But since Roswell killed all the beasts, he had to do it. So she still feels bad about that, that she couldn't handle it on her own. She calls herself a powerless demon clan dropout <laughs> and just starts blaming herself for everything. Like she goes into this kind of monologue where it's almost like saying things that Subaru couldn't know about how she grew up with her sister and how everyone, you know, blamed her for what happened or maybe she blamed herself and that she's a poor replacement right i think comes up yeah she really just lets lets out some of the feelings she's been having um yeah and subaru at one point does say that she might be the only one who cares about that horn yeah and that that might be pretty accurate because there's um, to a point yeah that's true but uh, because he does bring up that rob's what she's not that great she's kind of (laughs) lazy that was pretty funny when he's like making fun of her a little bit oh and says something about how she just is really mean she says mean things or something yeah so which is all true yep uh and that that off comment that ram seems to i keep calling her ram so if the pronunciation is bad people are gonna gonna laugh but uh Ram makes um, that comment when they're talking about the horn for the first time that she saves some people because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it wasn't like I kept thinking, oh, maybe they saved like human villages and decided to leave. But I guess it's she saved her sister. Yeah. Um, so in the end, it's fine. So she seems to have come to terms with this is what it is and it's OK. So that's why I was always like if they had talked, I'm sure that Ram would have shared with Rem. That well, there might okay. be something more that that might be the face that she puts on for Rem just so that maybe to try to help absolve Rem of any, you know, not yeah. that Rem, not that it's Rem's fault that she got her horn taken off, mm-hmm. but maybe it's to try to help the situation. But I think there's some other feelings in there. We do see I'm talking mostly about that one moment at, to, at the end of the episode with Roswell and and Rom together. Oh, yeah. But we'll get there. Okay. So just to finish up this part, um, there's this moment where Subaru, I mean, he has some really nice, really positive things to say. And then he says one thing that I still can't really wrap my head around. So he says because he doesn't actually know the details of what happened between the sisters with the horn. And he's not going to ask. He's just means he's can talk like he knows all about it. And then it's fine. Oh. Yeah, that was that was weird. <laughs> but I guess the positive things are that he's like, you can make a choice of what you want to do. Just wake up and, and you know, choose how you want to face the day. And he tells her to be the horn that Rom doesn't have. That part I didn't like. So I liked the put don't uh, he's resonating with Ram and telling that you put Ram on a pedestal. And that's, uh-huh. that's not good. I think she needed to hear that. I mean, Rem needed to hear that. Oh, it's I, true. I like the other things that um she said here, like, uh, you know, how to face the day, because if anybody knows 
just facing horrible days and oh that's uh, true fate and stuff it would be zubaru so yeah so i like that but uh-huh. this last one of like be the horn that she doesn't have to me almost feels like like he's pushing back on that pressure that she felt in the first place like that's why she goes all out that's why she feels like she needs to make up for that lost horn so not in the same exact way to be fair he's not saying it's your fault and you have to you should try being like if that's what you maybe he meant it as if that's what you want to do just you know try to be good and help her out but i feel like just that one line was a little bit on the on the edge of kind of hitting the main thing that Rem yeah. was anxious about i don't know if, if how you think he meant it i just think he was trying to say just embrace what you're good at you have the horn rom doesn't but that's not her fault and it's not your fault so just be just be that horn just embrace who you are i think that's more of that part of it yeah, that's good yeah, I, I hope she takes it that way. And yeah, who knows? And I'm sure but, he, was, he was trying to clearly be, you know, nice and supportive. So yeah, yeah. And he's also saying stuff about just laugh about the future. <laughs> and then uh, and he it, it does get pretty nice, too, because he's talking about how they can just lean on each other. And she calls him demonically inspired. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a cute callback. So I hope that's that stays a thing between them. I don't know. I I think I I can't remember if it comes back. But anyway, either way, we see the connections being made. And and uh, I don't think that this is going away. If this arc, this is the end of this arc. So this stays. He doesn't have to replay this one. So, yeah, this is uh, this is a pretty good playthrough. So not only all the villagers basically lived, uh, they defeated the mob beasts. Roswell's happy. Uh, Rem (laughs) is alive. Mm-hmm. She didn't die like that one time. He didn't die. Uh, <laughs> what else? I mean, there's so many things that went right this time. In fact, it, I mean, including at the end, he does get Amelia to agree to go on a date with him. Yeah, he kind of got everything he had intended to, not probably the way he had imagined it going. <laughs> no, because I, I'm in the beginning, did you even see the village being involved? I don't think that was no. a thing. Yeah, that was completely a new thing. And then it's like, okay, well, I, I liked that they were shifting away from the castle and more bigger picture of things outside of what he knows. So then yeah. I thought that was, that was a cool thing. But then wrapping it back down, mm-hmm. or wrapping it back in with the, the date, I was like, oh, okay. At that point, the other things came off as cute. When he asked, to, asked her name, I thought, okay, there's some backing reason. It's a little bit of he thinks that she's her main she yeah, thinks yeah. she's the main character for him right and, exactly and that was FMC. like okay but because she also he also got the name so there was value in it with the date thing i was kind of like ah, i wasn't feeling as much but it does wrap up the arc really cleanly with all the yeah things. it's what he wanted it's what yeah. he wanted every single day remember there was an episode about the promise of the morning that is still to come or something like that where the only reason that he wanted to wake up the next day was to go on that date mm-hmm so yeah, that was a big focus, and I think we lost sight of that for a couple episodes because all this action with the demons and everything started happening. Yeah, but yeah, it's very clean. I like it. And oh, oh, the very last line you you mentioned, um, not the very last line, right, right. I think it's right before that he gets the date. Uh, Ram is setting with Roswald, and I thought like that was uh, was a little bit of a weird energy, but he he gives her mana, but then he says he wants to kill the dragon. I thought that was huge. Yeah, so let's talk about that. I think that's a good one to end. Um, so they're talking about what went on and how it's a little weird that first there was the Bow Hunter, you know, that Elsa girl. Mm-hmm. They had to deal with her coming after the Insignia and Amelia. And now they have the Mod Beast because the Mod Beast, 
they know enough to know that there is someone who put those mobbies up to it to, to break the barrier and to start the whole thing. And they even say that one of the children of the village went missing already. So uh, afterwards, right. so they think that there's still something like there was a trail that she was trying to follow of who set this whole mobbies thing in motion, but she didn't find them. So they know that person is still out there. So it obviously still has something to do with Amelia. Yes. And uh, so it might be like, might've been a shaman, might've been wandering around and, and there's, who knows? It's, it's just, yeah, definitely points towards points, a story back towards the bigger things going on. Cause they mentioned mm-hmm. the kingdom and now it's like, yep, yeah, no, this has to do with the, whatever the overarching story is. Yeah. The Royal selection is coming back into play here. And yeah, you you're right. He's puts his hand on her forehead where her horn used to be and starts restoring her mana. And, uh, she says that she's belonged to him since that fiery night that he found her. So Roswell, found them in the burning village after the attack i guess yeah so my my guess is he maybe he saved them as a reason they uh-huh. got they got away because yeah maybe there was more attackers so they you know wouldn't have made so it he stopped it. it yeah and then or he saved them and then they came to live with him after that and base yeah became servants to pay off that debt or who knows mm-hmm. but uh yeah he does let it slip that his ultimate goal in this whole thing to get close enough to kill the dragon. And why is that? Yeah, I don't know enough about the dragon. My first thought was like, oh, isn't the dragon kind of evil? They made some sort of pact. And so I'm not sure if the dragon is evil. So he, yeah, we know good, that the... Or if it's bad because they need that pact to make things okay. But the See, thing this is, is the pact is gone. So this is where I, it, again, Roswell's a little bit, it's uh, a little iffy. Yeah. Um, because we know, yeah, the story was the royal family that had just died off had made a pact with the dragon to keep it safe or whatever. And then now that that family's died out, they have to renew the pact with the dragon, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm and, rooting for Roswell right now because he seems OK. But uh, yeah, I could see it going either way. <laughs> well, I don't know, because obviously he's saying that out loud. So Rom must know what what's up. Yeah. So, yeah, what is that? What would that be? I guess we probably don't have enough information yet. No, dragon loots. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe there's something it the dragon has to uh, expand his power. You know, we Ooh. know that Roswell has power, but not all the power. That's true. I didn't I didn't really think about that. I just thought, ah, good guy, Roswell. It's going to save the day. <laughs> well, he so far he has helped out. Yeah. And he does have Amelia. He he is. Helping Amelia here, but is he doing it for the wrong reasons? Like, is he backing Amelia, hoping to get her in there, and then at some point when the dragon comes around, then using that to his advantage to kill the dragon? Like, what is, you know? Yeah, definitely sounds like a plan. And it does seem like Roswell's the one in charge. Amelia hasn't really said or done anything in this regard. It's more like he's tending the castle. He's doing the thing. He's flying off to do the important stuff and... I don't know. She's right. Wait, she's waiting. She's waiting. Well, she's still a kid. And I feel like knowing how she is and that she's half elf, that she's been taken away from where she was and she's being held there for safekeeping. So it, it has to be. I don't know. There's some mystery there, but it might be something along the same lines of what we just saw with these two demon girls or Roswell save them to his advantage. Mm. But I don't know. <laughs> That's- yeah, hadn't hadn't occurred to me yet. Yeah, it is a cute moment there where um, 
where they're talking about what is a date you know it's like we've heard this kind of over and over but it's i guess it's the first time for this amelia this playthrough so she agrees to the date and i think that that's the end of this arc next time we'll have a new storyline and i think it goes this new storyline is huge and it goes the rest of the season oh yeah interesting because i was very ready for the they do these short ones they were getting longer but it makes it so much more complicated to replay it even once so that's why i I was surprised that they don't i like the short cadence right if it's Mm -hmm. one week or 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 a couple days you can write that out have them die have them redo it but uh if it's like a a long yeah oh you mean okay it could be plot wise i guess i'm jumping ahead thinking how often how often his reset period is the reset period could be still short but the plot could still stay centered around the big thing so never mind i withdraw my guess (laughs) well i guess we'll see what it is next time but until then our watch has ended i've been tim i've been brian all right take care guys